0: Shalom, and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of Rabbi Adam Klickfeld's weekly Rashi study class.
1: So let's read verse 11 again out loud, um, but the next verse, so Moshe gives his initial response at the burning bush by Yober Moshe El, El ha, Elohim, correct, we'd focus on the Ha. Moshe said to God, I'll just train the God, Mi Anochi, who am I? Ki elech el paro, that I will go to Pharaoh, that I should go to Pharaoh. the otzi et and that I should go and bring out the children of Israel from, from Egypt, and yes, we discussed, is the is the second ki, which is a chi, only because of the rules of beged Kefet, understood to be the same as the first one, like a second that, like a, a, a second... Uh, a description of anuchi, who am I that I should do A and who and, and do B or is it possible that these are two different concept phrases who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, full stop the Trump kind of gives us a full stop there or a half stop at Nachtah and now a second question, should I am I able to uh, ch- remove the, the children of Israel from Egypt that's where we left things off Right? kind of um, hinting at where Rashi's is going to go on that So, before we look at the Rashi on that, um, comments or thoughts on just the structure of that verse. And I think we had read several translations of it as well. No? Okay. So, uh, let's start reading uh, the Rashi on it. Um, Joel, do you want to read the Rashi on Mianochi? Joel, are you there? I can't tell if you're trying to unmute yeah, uh, no, I'll I'll skip. I, have, I don't have my book with me. Ah, okay, um, Larry, Diane, does one of you want to read the Rashi on verse eleven?
2: Sure. Um, hold on. Um, so that would be v- vatalachav eshlecha. V- es- Sorry. Next,
1: Next verse. Mianochi. All right. <laughs> Got
2: it there. Oh, me and right. Well, okay. Ma'ani im ham So, um, what am I um, important to speak with the kings?
1: Right, so turn that into a good English sentence.
2: Um, well, when I want to translate the ma' as a what, not as a who, but right. um, what am I
1: what is my importance that I can speak with, with, with Kings? Right. You almost have to read it like with a Yiddish intonation. Ma, what? What? I'm important to speak to Kings, (laughs) right? The the Ma is hard to translate as a, as, as, as a what that continues in the phrase, but we get the point. So Rashi um, renders the, the, the as a, as a self-deprecation, Right. Uh, do, is is it possible, God, that you see in me someone who can speak to royalty? Okay, so he puts, and well, at least in our um, in our uh, edition, there's a a comma there, which is where the et Nachta is in the verse. And let's see how Rashi renders the second half. Um,
2: okay, Vechi odsi et b'nei Yisrael, v'af im chashuvani. Masahu in Israel she asah lahem nays va otsehem otseim mi and um, um, even if I'm important um what is the merit of Israel that um you will make you you'll make a for them and bring them out of, uh, out, of out of Egypt Good. Wait, wait, no. Wait wait wait. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So so Larry or Diane, since you're both unmuted, what's your read of Rashi's answer? And on the way there, what's your sense of Rashi's question on the verse, or or, or read of the verse?
2: Well, Moses Moses is assuming. Well, Rashi Rashi is Rashi is assuming that that Moshe is questioning his merit, but. Uh, and the merits of the Israelites, but he's not questioning, for him there's no question that it's God who, who's, who's going to make the, the miracle, which was an issue that we had talked about, I think, last time in different translations, because right. the, the shot translation, at least my shot translation, is that Moses is going to be bringing out the, the, uh, bringing out the people, the children of Israel from, from, from Egypt, and not God.
1: Right. Right. So good. So, so there are several things happening in this comment. So um, Rashi is disab- either consciously or, or unconsciously disabusing anyone of the notion that Moshe might think that by saying, shall I bring them out, that Moshe is suggesting that Moshe is the Redeemer and not God, right? I don't know if that was in Rashi's mind, but, but even if it's not in Rashi's mind, he's clearly not reading it that way.
2: Can I just, can I just mention that that is in Aryeh Kaplan's mind? Because his translation of the verse is um, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? said Moses to God, period. And how can I possibly get the Israelites out of Egypt? So he's he's challenging Rashi in in his translation of this verse by suggesting that um yeah, Moses was thinking that God was sending him to do the work all by himself. Rather yeah. than Rashi Rashi saying that Moses understood that that God was sending Moshe um as his messenger and that he was going to be the one with the power to to, to create the events.
1: So that read by that's Arya Kaplan? Yeah. So that read by Arya Kaplan strengthens the possibility that Rashi was alert to that and Bafka didn't want it to be read that way, maybe, right? Um, It's also interesting that Rashi, not really quoting any midrash midrash directly, is imputing to Moshe not only a lack of belief in his own abilities, but an early lack of belief in the Israelites' merit, right? We're almost seeing like a kernel of what the relationship between Moshe and the Israelites are going to be between the redeemer and the redeemed, right? We sometimes rhapsodize about, you know, Moshe brought the Israelites out of Egypt but it would, it would, and, and, and Moshe the great leader. But it wasn't always a great bond, right? And Moshe, Moshe sometimes is defending the Israelites' merit and honor in the presence of God, but sometimes is very frustrated with the Israelites. And his first, um, and his first um, comments back to God, according to Rashi, is questioning whether or not they even deserve it. Now, what's what's Moshe's last interaction with the Israelites?
2: He was right. You you can imagine Midrash. You can imagine Midrash in this where where Moses would say, these people, I tried to stand up for them. And what did they do? They accused me. They were going to turn me in. I had to run away. These are the people you want to save?
1: Right, right. So it, it all begins with a technical question as to whether or not the predicate of the sentence is a continuation of the first of the subject or a new ish thought, right? And Rashi goes in to the latter says it's a new ish thought. It's a second question rather than part two of the first question. But what that leads to is a very different tenor in the conversation between Moshe and God and a like uh, um, the, the planting of a seed of the lack of pure pure harmony and mutual belief in one another between um, Moshe and the people, right? Moshe is concerned that the people won't trust him. He doesn't trust them so much. Um, Diane, well, you were you going to say something and then I have some hands up?
3: Yeah. Um, he also apparently doesn't trust himself so much, which is odd given that, according to what we think the story is, he's been raised in the palace. So who better? To go speak to pharaoh than him and yet he somehow thinks he doesn't merit speaking to kings to, to pharaoh which is odd
1: yeah that's fascinating I mean, i've always read this rashi like anticipating the self-deprecation Moshe is about to articulate but specifically that rashi's putting into moshe's mouth this question of who am i to speak to royalty you can actually look at look at it backwards and say and ask on that why, why wouldn't he feel comfortable with it that That's his milieu i never I, ne- I never picked up on that yeah. great um uh, Norm and Rachel and then Joanna and then Joel
4: I just want to say I'm impressed with Arya Kaplan's translation in that he avoids the use of importance because when I read this sentence saying, "Am I important enough i don't I don't like that word. I think what is my status that I should be speaking with kings? What is my status i think is is a better word than importance here.
1: The R- 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 Kaplan is is translating the verse not the rashi. It's in the rashi, I believe. Right. You, you you read R.E.H. R- um Larry you read R- R- Kaplan's translation of the verse, right?
4: Right. And the in the verse we have importance also. So I really thought that's
1: better without that word. No, but the verse I don't mm, it doesn't it's only verse, in the rashi. Right. The the verse does not have the hashu. The verse has an implication yeah. Can I? Should I? Right. Will I bring the people out of out of Egypt? You're right. But it's in Rashi that that the notion of of import comes up. Okay. Um. Thank you. You're welcome, uh, Joanna, and then Joel. Um. Something really popped
0: out at me as we read the Rashi and the fact that. You know, Rashi had, you know, Dibor matriel his leading words, his quote from the Pasuk, a comment, and then Dibor matriel again, the you know, the leading words from the Pasuk and a comment. And to me, what popped out at me is what Rashi is doing here, in my opinion, is if you look at the verse, you don't need the second he. The verse would read perfectly well, no nohi ki elech al paro, So uh, what I think is that once we have that second he there for Rashi, that really separates it into two separate different matters. And he now has to explain them as two separate different matters.
1: Excellent, Joanna. So what Joanna just did is basically... She, she she basically wrote a super commentary on Rashi there, the Siftecha Chachamim, where one of the four classic super commentaries on Rashi. I, I don't know if they say that, but that's the very kind of thing they would say, right? If you read or trying to figure out exactly why Rashi is dissecting the verses way, I'm going to tell you why, and I think and I think you're spot on. I had never picked up on that either. That it's the presence of that second chi that opens up the possibility that two things are going on. Great, great. Um, Joel. So I'm I'm reading the Rashi differently. Tell me if
5: I'm wrong. Um, Zahu could be earned or could be, what have they gained? So this goes back to my comment from last week. In other words, so, okay, I'm probably not going to be successful, but even if I am successful, what have they gained? Now they're out in the middle of the desert.
1: Uh, wow. Um, yes, to the Hebrew, like, Liz, um, you can indeed read Zahu as, you have to play with the tenses, right? Because it, you have to you have to turn into what would they have gained, right? Well, just like in English, what
5: have they gained?
1: What, what have, have they gained if they did even- uh-huh. yeah. Uh Yeah. Lovely question. I I I'm, I suspect that Rashi meant the former, but I I can't prove it because Zahu could be read that way. What do other people think about uh, Joel's possibility? Before I call on Barbara, that, what do people think about the notion of translating? the rashi as not have they merited it but but what what's in it for them anyone does anyone have a translation of rashi i don't have an english translation of rashi in front of me Does anyone have an english translation of rashi that gets anywhere near that sue is your hand up
6: my hand is up and and i do i have an english uh, it it says of what importance am i to speak with uh wait 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 that's Um, that's
1: the next that's the next line
6: but and how did Israel merit that a miracle be done for them? That's how this translation um nail puts it in. But um I was thinking it with what Joel said, and maybe it's the same thing really, but you know, in, in Hebrew you would say that you zahu prize. you would you would win a prize. So it's like so I was thinking, God, it's kind of what of what have they won? What, what is it, it, uh, there's something a little bit slightly different when you think about it as what if they won as opposed to what if they earned um, and we speak like that yeah. you know, winning one's freedom um, that we, you know in English we use language like that um, um, yeah. so I don't know there's some, some extra something there
1: is that what your hand was up for before also? Or are you going to say something else?
6: No, it was about winning a prize. Zahur, it was about winning. It was about Zahu being earned and, and also having a winning is something that's, you know, like that.
1: Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm intrigued by this. Um, I'm just looking at a couple of, of places online where I know that Rashi is translated into English, not that they're correct, but just to see if there's anyone that plays with it. Chabad translates it as merit, what merit do the Israelites have? um and i forgot who did the translation of um rashi on safari so while i look that up uh barbara is worthy worthy okay so most deserve of the deserve
2: that's that's in the art scroll deserve
1: uh-huh uh barbara um okay,
7: yeah i i actually kind of disagree with diane so i thought i'd to me, right, uh, Moshe had run away. Was scared of being with his. We had left the palace. Had run away because of murdering the guard. And I'd be scared to go up to Pharaoh after that. They were on the lookout for him. They probably mm-hmm. wanted to. They wanted to kill him.
6: Mm-hmm.
7: So I'd be scared of going up to the to Pharaoh at that point. Um, I just that was all I wanted to say. Well, and and then. then I just thought it was really interesting that Rashi brought this out as being a miracle um, that had been done for them, and that, that why, why should you know why should a Israel merit? I thought that was really fascinating. Uh, that that I don't see that at all in the verse, and I just don't figure out how Rashi could possibly have dreamed that up.
1: Right. So um, this is a situation where Rashi's comments on the on the next verse both rely on and illuminate rashi's comments on this verse so when we go very slowly sometimes we we lose some of that thread um i I think as joanna said before it's that second is it's not even a preposition it's like um how would you describe the the particle of speech that key is a um, article maybe or no not an article but whatever the word however you describe the word key it's the presence of that second one that suggests that there's another question lurking in Moshe's mind but as you'll see I'll just a little little bit of the of giving it away that rashi reads in the next verse god answering two questions so if god is answering two questions in the next verse there must have been two questions in our verse rather than just two ways of asking the same question right two ways of asking the same question is who am i that i should go and that I should take them out of Egypt. But then the next verse would have two answers for a question only asked in one way. So yeah, maybe the he, can...
7: is almost, the he is almost like a conjunction conjunction, so like the am Thank carrying you. it on into Correct. the next. That
1: paragraph. was, the, that was the word I couldn't think of. Correct. Conjunction, junction. What's your function? If you grew up watching schoolhouse rock, like I did. Okay. Um, so then let's use that as an opportunity to jump into verse 12, because these this, the, the comments in verse twelve are linked to the comments on verse uh, eleven. Uh, Carol, are you at a place where you can unmute and read? Yes, I am. I couldn't hear you, so I assume that's no. No. Okay. Yes.
3: Um, I'm on a work meeting. So I'm opinion-
1: okay, we can't we can't hear you, Carol, but I hope you can hear us as okay. we continue going forward. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see, um, Leonard and or Rebecca, you choose between the two of you. You want to read verse 12?
8: Okay, I guess it's me. Um, okay, 12. Okay, 12. Vayomer ki ehye imach v'zeh haot ki anochi shalach ticha et ha'am mi Mitzrayim avdun et ha elohim al ha
1: okay, and as you translate Rebecca and as everyone else kind of translates in their mind and or reads the translations, notice that this is not a verse with particularly hard vocabulary um or even hard like structure, but it, it's hard to figure out, and this is what is the engine for Rashi's comment as to kind of what the cause and the effect um are in this verse what what part of the verse is is pushing another part of the verse? All the words seem to make sense, but how they string together is a bit of a puzzle, at least, and, and it's made more of a puzzle once we get to Rashi. Okay, so try to translate.
8: Okay. Uh, and he said, certainly I will be with you, and this for you is the sign.
1: Mm-hmm. My
8: thing says the token. Okay. Uh that I have sent to you.
1: Or that I have, that actually that I have sent you.
8: Okay. That I have sent you uh, <coughs> in, uh, in your bringing forth the people from Egypt, that you will serve God on this mountain.
1: Great. So again, the, 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 are the, common-ish uh, roots, common-ish forms. Remember back in in elementary school, at least when I grew up there, you had to like um, map a sentence, right? And, you know, the subject and the predicate and the, and the dependent clauses. And there was a, there was actually a formal way to do it up on the blackboard. It's very hard to do that to this verse, right? Um, so the way Rebecca translated it is fine, but it still doesn't help us understand what part is leading another part. We know that God said, I will be with you parentheses. Interestingly, the uncle is translates. I will be with you. Not as I will be with you, but amar, are yehei memri my word will be your help. Interesting. Doesn't say that in Hebrew, but that's how um, uncle is, is translating it into the Aramaic, almost kind of hinting at the future verses where Moshe is going to say that he is slow of speech. He doesn't have the words for it. Um, uh, uncleless translates, I will be with you as my word, memory, the sadach will be your help, will, will, will help you out. So God says, I will I will be with you. This is the sign. So then the question is, well, what is is the sign? What? Is, is, that, is that colon? This is the sign, colon, and we're about to get as the sign? Or is my saying to you that I will be with you, the sign? It's hard to know which is which. And even further complicated, ki anochi shalach ticha, that I sent you. Is this saying that your sign is that I sent you? Or this is the sign that I sent you? Right? And now the B. The, the, the bit here is kind of like a, in your bringing out the people from Egypt. Is that the sign? Is it, is it, is it continued from the, from the previous phrase? And then what are we supposed to do with ta'abduna, al ta'alharazah? That you will um, worship God, on this mountain, so interesting that God is referring to god 's self in the third person thir- in the third God, I, perhaps I should say, and mm-hmm. is that just a prediction or is that part of the sign? So all the words are rather simple, but stringing it together is very complicated so we 're going to linger on the shot for a while. Um, I see already some hands up i 'd love to hear your your instinctual understanding as to what 's being communicated here then we 'll look at some translations and then we 'll look at the Rashi. Um, uh, Carol, no problem. I hope you get most of it. Uh, okay, I see Larry, Diane, Renee, and then Norm and Rachel.
2: Well, first, Rashi, um, sorry, not Rashi, but the verse, I think, makes it very clear that there's at least some confusion about who is going to be doing the frame. Okay. Because, because um, I have too many sources open I'm looking for the um, – no. Uh, yes. So it is Moses who is going to be doing the freeing, at least arguably. That's, that's one point. The second point, the, the, the second point is there clearly is some, uh, I don't want to say confusion, but there are uh, multiple ideas floating around here, which were inferred in the, in the previous verse as well. And it, actually we talked about a long time ago. Where did this happen? And the inference is, this is happening right at at Sinai.
1: Geographically, you're saying, got it. Okay, right?
2: Well, that's the sign. The sign is that this is happening at Sinai, and this is exactly the same place. And we know that's where the law will be given. And when the people see the fire and the lightning and the thunder and everything like that, now that's after the fact, it doesn't help them to explain to to Pharaoh um, or even to the people right now, but somehow the sign is the geography.
1: Okay, good. So then finish the thought. The sign that what is the geography? The sign that, of what? The sign that this is real?
2: That, that, well, don't ask me that question. But the sign, the sign that Moses is being sent by God, because uh-huh. God has revealed Himself exactly in this place.
1: Okay, good. So, so Larry, I think your read is. If the previous question has Moshe questioning, who am I and and, 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 and do, I ha- do I have an actual force behind me? The answer is, don't worry. It's kind of one question, one answer. The answer is, don't worry. I'll be with you. And what's your sign? The sign is that when you eventually take them out of the land of Egypt, you're going to come back to this very place. And I'm going to reveal Torah. Um, and they're going to worship here. And that's how you're going to know that you were not sent on a fool's mission. Right? Is that basically your shot? Yes. Good. So I think that's actually a totally workable shot. It's actually a rather simple shot, simple, not simplistic, but simple plain shot that the previous verse has one question, not the two that Rashi ch- suggests. And this verse has one longish answer. Ah, Moshe, you're looking for some, for some certainty that this is real. Don't worry da- down the line. You'll know retroactively that what you were ima- seeing here was not, an, was not your imagination. Good. Totally workable. Um, who was next, uh, Rabbi? I
3: think Rabbi. Oh, yeah. Can I say something first? Please. Okay, I I want to focus on how God is talking about God's self. Um. So, so one could read the first ayah as as God talking about God's self, and that's a piece of God's name, His 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 intimate name, and. Then God refers to God's self as Anochi. But when the people are going to worship God, then it's, they're going to worship ha- Elohim. It's, it's fascinating. I don't know what it all means. but
1: Yeah, good. Very good, particularly as you, as you, if you want just to peek ahead. We're not going to read it. It's, in, it's two verses from now in verse 14 that we get the famous I am, uh, you know, yeah. I am that I am, eh-yay, asher, eh-yay, where right. God announces God's name in the form of Eheyeh. So you're, you're suggesting that the verse might be, might be, rep, might be representing God as being aware of the different names and therefore emanations of God. But the one that's worshiped is Elohim. The one that's going to, that's going to bring them out is, 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 is a more intimate Eheyeh or anohi. Great. Uh, Renee, and then Norman, Rachel, and then I'll look at the next set of hands.
6: I think it's kind of legitimizing the last verse because it's uh, it's making it seem as if Israel is being birthed as a nation, and as if Israel is being birthed as a nation, then it makes Moshe being Moshe's position more important as well.
1: Yeah, and it's definitely a birth, uh, definitely a birth moment, and I, I think that we can this question about whether Moshe is doing the redeeming, or God is doing the redeeming, it might be a worthy substantive question, and it might be, it might be a distinction without a difference in the sense that God really is if, indeed sending Moshe in to do the task, the, the task of hotza'ah, of, 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 of the removal, even if God is kind of mapping out the whole thing. Before I call on Norma Rachel, um, uh, Larry, Baruch Kivanta, Everett Fox reads it almost exactly the way you do. Right, one long answer to one long question. Right, so the pre, the, the way he reads the question, the pre, verse eleven is, "Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt?" One question, and the answer is, he said, God said, "Indeed, I will be there with you." And this is the sign for you that I myself sent you, colon. What's the sign? When you brought the people out of Egypt, you will, he puts in a parentheses, all, because tabdun is plural, you will all serve God by this mountain, right? So you, Moshe, are wondering, uh, is this a figment of your imagination? No, it's real. But you're, you're not going to know it's real until then. But, but you will certainly know then that this is real. Right? So that's how Everett Fox is reading the Hebrew. Norm Rachel.
4: Um, by the time we finish Shmos, um, um we will be—it'll be routine that God and Moshe have conversations. But this is still the very first conversation they've had. They're still standing, or at least Moshe is still standing by this burning bush. I think. The sign, this is the sign, means this burning bush that isn't being consumed is the sign. He oh. needs a sign now, not just a promise in the future from a voice. And I think
1: that the burning bush is the sign. Good. So Baruch Kivanta, you, 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 you kind of anticipated Rashi 1a, which we'll read at some point today if, we, if we're if we lucky. Good. That's another <laughs> okay.
3: Um I I want to disagree with the the idea that this mountain means the same exact location as the burning bush. Last I heard, Moshe was out with the sheep somewhere in Midian and that uh, Sinai is not in Midian. I realize this may sound really picky, but I have to think of Signs and Wonders um, as not being as geographically specific as going to that same piece of ground as uh, as the burning bush.
1: Yeah. Okay. And, and, and particularly like as you think about the, the at least um, oral and phonological connection between sneh and sinai, right? I don't know if they're actually the same root, but they're certainly evocative one another. I love that Larry and Diane are, I don't know who wrote that, Larry or Diane, but if it's Larry, I love that you're disagreeing with yourself, which is to read uh, part of this verse as answering a second question from the previous verse. Ah, you want to know what their merit is? Their merit, the, 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 the they're being liberated so they can be in relationship with me. Uh, so it's really my merit, not their merit. Uh, Joanna, Barry, Rick. Oh, you muted and then un- you unmuted and then muted yourself.
0: Just a comment about um, the tenses that we refer to God in. In the Ten Commandments, the same thing happens. It starts by referring to God in the first person, and then switches uh, at Commandment number three to the. Um, to the third person. And um, we do it also every time we make a bracha. We start referring to God in the second person, baruch atah, and then we get to asher ki tshanu b'mitzvotav. Right. So there's something interesting that happens there that I don't know how to further explain, but it's just an observation.
1: Yeah. Uh, I remember the first time uh, I, I, I was aware of that in... Uh, in, in the structure of a bracha and it just struck me as so it was struck me as weird that I didn't realize it beforehand and that I could never not be aware of it, that we, 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 we switch tenses mid blessing every single time. This may seem like a strange association it reminds me my father who um, is, a, you know, professionally a psychiatrist, but also a very accomplished musician and composer. And he loved musical theater and good musical theater. He loved Leonard Bernstein and he loved uh, West side story. And I remember as a kid, he thought, that the um, I Like to Be in America was one of the most interesting and complicated songs because as a rarity, it switched, I'm going to get the words wrong, it, um, it switched meter mid-song because usually a song is either in a, 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 um, a one, two, three, like waltz-like rhythm or a, or a two or a four, but it's uncommon that you go from a, a, a beats that go in triplicate to beats that go in even numbers in the same song. And he said, I like to be in America is one two three, one two three, one two, one two, one two, three, one two three, one two three, one two, one two, one two. I remember him, him saying that throughout the house, that midway through one bar, you've moved from a waltz, like a, a polka, you know, three beats to, um, uh, you know, s- syncopated to, um even number beats, and that was complex composing and interesting composing, and we do that not in beats, but in in every bracha, and yes, it's happening here in this verse, and maybe that's, I don't know, may, maybe there is something about that that, um, that represents the theology, the nimble theology we're supposed to be having. Great, thank you for that comment, Joanna. Barry, and then Rick.
5: Okay, a couple of comments, but uh, before I make the comments, uh, there's some background chirping noises, my uh, smoke alarm is a battery. So just ignore that, please. So a couple of comments. Um, uh, what's what, what's the merit? Uh, uh, we've been led to believe until now the the merit is the forefathers and the promises made to Abraham that after so many years, blah blah blah, and and the other merit is um, uh, that uh, God has seen the suffering and it's time. But uh, now uh, the, the merit is something different. And it's, uh, I agree with Larry. This is very interesting that, that the, mer- the merit is that, that God, God wants the people to come up there and give the Torah. And, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, a yeah, yeah. uh, second comment, um, I, I, I deal in financial contracts in, in which uh, one party is requiring the other party to do something, um, that there's, there's going to be some, some, tr- some transfer of financial amount. And um, it, uh, the 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 party that's going to receive it uh, is supposed to sign something, and, and then they'll see the proof. Uh, well, the second party they, they want to see the proof first um, before they sign, and, and and that's what's going on here. Where's the proof? Well, most you you won't see the proof until you do it first. And after you do it, uh, then you'll see the proof. And uh,
1: that's, that's a great comment, Barry. And um, uh, the, we're about, we, there's no way, we, we might start it today, but there's no way we're going to finish today because it's a very long Rashi. The end of the Rashi, which you probably will get to next week, goes directly to that last thing that you said about what does it mean to say someone, here's your sign, but it's not here yet, right? Like, ha'ot, this is the sign. It, in English, or maybe in all languages, we'd, we'd assume that that means it's it's here, but one way of reading the verse is that the sign the, this is your sign then in the future, right? That a sign will be coming. It's not here right I, now.
5: Another comment on that though, the, the, the bush, the bush is not enough. Yeah, okay, I I see I, I see this bush, but that that's 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 not enough of proof. I need a I need a real proof of yeah. uh,
1: this is going to be. Yeah. Thank you, Barry. Uh Rick and then Joanna and then
9: Stevie. Hi. So um Going along the lines of what Norm started with um the oat, the, the burning bush, um that little phrase, um the um kind of stands by itself. Um the Munach and the Zakip Katam, but anyway, um it could have been Lachem, it could have been this is the sign to them, meaning the uh, or or to to you plural to the whole people, or it could have been uh, uh to him, to Pharaoh. So Um, there's, I think we should be aware that there's three things going on. What is Moses going to tell himself about what's going on? What's going to, what's Moses going to tell the Israelites and what's Moses going to tell Pharaoh? Um, And um, I looked ahead as to what Moses tells Pharaoh the first time. And I'd never saw it before, but it's really interesting. But um, I know we're not supposed to read ahead. Um, but it's, it's chapter five and it's, it's, it's weird. So can I ask yeah. it? Go ahead. Ask okay. The way. Okay. Because if you, if you look anyway, the purpose was just to see, well, what does he tell Pharaoh? So if you look at chapter five, uh, at the end of verse three, he goes, let us go so we can pray to God lest he lights on us with pestilence or with the sword so um it's it just I, I never saw that before that he's warning um pharaoh but he's saying uh, us so he, he's including himself and the, and the people people of israel you got you got to do this pharaoh or else calamity is going to come on all of us and um i just wanted to say that instead of waiting two months but um um,
1: You're very optimistic if you think we're going to get to chapter five, verse three in two months.
9: Yeah. Um, a yeah, I like to be optimistic, but um, the v'zelecha, this is the O to you, not not to lachem, not to lachem with a hey. Um, it's to Moses. So, so
1: I'll say it again. Rashi is troubled by the same thing on that verse as you are, and and it's an interesting resolution. But we'll get there in in, in August. But Rashi also wants to know it's why it's getting Ignu, what you know, lest it smite us and not if not smite you. Yeah. Um, and going back to the, our verse and, and kind of linking your comment with Joanna's comment, it's not just that God refers to God's self in several different persons, first person um, and, um, and, uh, and 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 third person, but God also refers to the people of Israel in the second person and the third person, right? Uh, I will be with you. I you, and then you. This is your sign that I sent you. In your bringing out the people from Egypt, the people there are in the third person, and then to avdun you, plural, as if God is addressing the people in the second person, because it would, otherwise it would have been avod, not avdun. So there, there's a lot of mixing and matching here of 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 tense and of what we call in English, person, first person, second person, and third person. And the people aren't even there, but God is addressing them through Moshe somehow. Um, okay, uh, Joanna, and then Stevie, I see your hand was up and it's down. Raise it again if you want to talk.
0: Um, addressing the question of vizalachaha oat, and is that an oat that is here and now the burning bush, or some future not yet seen oat, Um, I'm, I'm wondering if it's the future and if what God is trying to do is to first inculcate Moses and then the rest of the people to be a people of faith in a world where they constantly had, um, a representation of the God in front of them, you know, not to have an image become such a, um, uh, a foremost principle of monotheism that, didn't really exist yet for the people. So he's starting to 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 kind of build Moshe and then the people up to be people of faith. You won't always see something so physical in front of you and oh, right in front of you. You have to trust and and know that it's coming.
1: Fascinating. Fascinating. This is the sign and it's not something I can show you. <laughs> That's great. Um, the Rambam Believed that the whole sacrificial system was a concession on God's part to wean the Israelites, who were steeped in Egyptian idolatry, towards monotheism, but by means of an intermediary, where there was there was a something, there there, 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 there was there was a place where they could meet God, and there was a gift they could give God, and it was infantile. Um, theology infantile monotheism and eventually the rambam said you know that that this is a this is a very complicated theology that the destructions of the temple were obviously calamities but were part of the plan because god never intended the sacrificial system to last forever right that's a a only it's a it's a puerile way of doing um god god worship right so you're suggesting something that's a cousin to that that god is recognizing that it's not going to be easy for Moshe or the Israelites to be in relationship with a God they can't see and they can't touch. So God gets Moshe's attention with something that seems miraculous, but, but is now beginning to plant in Moshe's idea that the, the the sign is some amorphous faith moment in the future, not something I can prove to you this moment. That's a really fascinating read.
0: And as you just said that, I had a connection to what you were teaching at Shabbat uh, Mincha, about the uh, Kruvim, and, and my reaction to that, right? Like, what is this in light of the second commandment? And now I'm wondering if the Kruvim are also a concession, because what's running through my head now is the resemblance of the Kruvim and their wings to a sphinx, and God's realization that there needed to be some kind of concession to the people. They weren't ready to be totally these people in the total abstract and this was a way of of having a concession in an acceptable framework
1: very nice and so what joanna's referring to is i i taught several comments on the verse from Parshat shuma that we're going to read this shabbat on the kruvim the cherubs and these at least according to most iconography baby-faced half angel thingies with wings that were on top of the arona kodesh and kind of a strange thing in a tradition that 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 shies away at the very least from representing God in imagery. So uh, maybe these are all, what, what's the phrase in, in child development, transitional objects, right? transitional objects. Uh, they're all blankies. They're all blankies on the way to eventually a more abstract understanding of reality. Great. Thank you for that, Joanna. Um, um, Stevie. Yes. No, I don't see your hand up anymore. I'm going to assume that's a no. Okay. Uh, Rebecca, you're still up. This is a wonderful Rashi, a very wordy Rashi, right? We sometimes have to like um, throw in a lot of words to make Rashi make sense. This is the opposite. Eventually, and, and I don't even know how far we're going to get, R- Rashi writes a little sermon or, or, or an extended paragraph rather than speaking very, very tersely. Why? I don't know. He could have said what he needed to say in fewer words. It's just interesting when you get used to the rhythm of Rashi, when it changes abruptly. So let's jump into it. Um, Oh, I wanted to say something on what Joanna said 20 minutes ago. She mentioned the phrase, a phrase that I've used several times in this class, the word that begins. It's the 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 Jews speak way of referring to the phrases in our translation, in our book, in bold. That begin a comment by a commentator in Rashi or anyone else, right? So it's the the words from the verse upon which the commentator is commentating. Uh, much has been written about the question about whether or not the Dibure hamatkil in Rashi or elsewhere are his or not. Most people believe that um, Rashi's um, uh, original commentary excluded the dibureh Hamadhil, and then they the dibureh hamatkil were inferred by later editors, kind of guessing as to what. Words in the verse Rashi was commenting on, but without certainty. So that's its own game. And particularly as we think about how, um, w- then we're doing it backwards, backwards. Because now we're trying to really understand Rashi based on the the diburei hamachil, but the diburei hamachil might have been themselves guesses by editors, and not what Rashi originally intended. So there is layers of guess upon guess in terms of what specifically in each verse. Rashi is responding to, and there's and and that is very apparent in what we're about to read because there are several places where Rashi interrupts Rashi's self with Dubure hamachil, and I would say maybe or it's an editor interpolating that. Um, okay, so Rebecca, vayomer ki imach,
8: vayomer ki imach, Heshivu al rishon rishon ve'al acharon acharon.
1: Okay, so translate that first, and re- instead of heshivu, which it could be without the vowels, this is heshivu, heshivoto.
8: Okay. Um, uh, and he said, certainly I will, I will be with you. He answered him about the first question first, and on the last question, last.
1: Right. So the first thing Rashi says is he speaks directly to Everett Fox and Larry Herman and says, you're wrong. Right? There were two questions on the last verse, and there are two answers in this verse. And if you, reader, are confused about which, how to graph this verse, just map it up. Um, connect the first part of this verse to the first question in the last verse, and the second part this verse to the second question in the last verse, and to say that more explicitly. The first question in the last verse is, who am I, right, that I'm worthy so the first answer has to answer that question. The second question, in the last verse, is that I, um, um, like, wh- wh- why should, why do they, why, sh- why should I even bring them out of Egypt? And so the second uh, half of this verse has to answer that. This reminds me of my favorite, you know, nine-second scene in all of TV, um, was <laughs> that show in the '60s with Leslie Nielsen, um, Mod Squad, or. Or, or something like that, it, you, the, the the farcical actor, Leslie Nielsen, there's one scene where um, uh, all of a sudden he, he, he bursts into a, um, an office space and there's a guy behind the office and the guy says to him, who are you and how'd you get in here? And Leslie Nielsen says, I'm a locksmith and I'm a locksmith, <laughs> which I think is just brilliant, terse writing. So that's exactly what's happening here in Rashi, right? Two questions, two answers. In, in, a, in a row. I'm a locksmith and I'm a locksmith. Okay. Now he, um, tries to make that, um, more clear. Go
8: ahead. Okay.
1: Period. Or at least maybe a period because certainly the punctuation is an editorial choice, but let's put a period there and, and deal with, with, what you just read.
8: Okay. Um, As to regards uh, what you have said, who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh? Uh, Of what importance? Wait.
1: Now you're on the low shalchahi.
8: Yeah. Um, It is not your going, uh, but it is mine. For I will be with you
1: Okay, period. So let, let's kind of parse that, because even that is complex. So we know that Rashi is saying that the first part of the last verse, this sounds like a Groucho Marx skit, the first, the, first part of the, uh, the first part of the second party, um, the first part where you said, Moshe, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, I'm responding to you, Rashi is saying, "Lo shel this is interesting grammar, it is not yours. The it in Rashi's sentence is feminine. Which makes us ask the question: What's the it, right? Is the it? What's the implied feminine noun, which is the, which is, which 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 is yours? Which is the he? Is it shlichut, right? The 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 the, the um the actual sending. It's hard to know what Rashi is referring to by the he, but whatever it is, Moshe, this is not your um, individual burden it's actually mine ki imcha. for i will be with you so if you moshe are concerned that you're going to stand before pharaoh and be lacking merit because who are you to speak to kings it's not your mission it's mine and i'm going to be with you okay so whether or not you think that's the right read of the verse just want to make sure everyone gets that what what rashi's saying there norman rachel
4: I just wanted to share that Silderman interpolates the words an undertaking so that he translates this part as, it is not an undertaking of yours, but it is partly mine, for I will be with you.
1: An undertaking, right, because there has to be some kind of a thing which is being referred to as yours, not yours, but mine, and whatever the thing is, it's, it's feminine, right? Uh, Joanna? Two
0: things. In the text, I see it says that tzelecha ha'ot, but is oat a feminine word? Could the, it be the oat, and that's the that's how you know, we will know that I am with you.
1: Um, is otot team. teams oat the 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 plural of oat is otot? I don't remember. Oat olam, yes. Oat olam in vishamro. So oat is feminine. So 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 keep going with that then.
0: So I don't have all that much more to go with that, but that that I think that that's what that he possibly is referring to. Um, But my second comment is, while the individual verses are difficult to to parse out, not only is um, 12 a mapping onto verse 11, um, but as we were saying that, 11 is a mapping onto verse 10, because verse 10 is, So, there's a mapping there. And then in the second part of the verse, "Vehotze et ami, o et bnei Yisrael."
1: Yeah, yeah. This would be a great set of verses to be doing in Pilch Hall with the blackboard, where we could actually write them out and draw arrows and 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 see the different possibilities for how each phrase is connected to another phrase. Great. So um, we sort—I think we sort of have shot on what Rashi said so far. We're getting close to the end of class today, and we're not going to get close to finishing this Rashi. Um, but we can read a little bit more. But I see Larry and Diane's hand up.
2: Diane's first.
3: Okay. So, so I now understand that this, this is now this is God's mission. This is not Moshe's mission, according to what Rashi has said. Right. So it's almost as though. God needs to. I mean, it's like some science fiction story where God needs a human body in order to approach Pharaoh, so Pharaoh will understand. I mean, it's, it's a weird. It's kind of weird. I. Right? If you think about, I am with you. What exactly does that mean? I, I
2: don't know where to go with that, but it's a different image. Yeah, Can I. I, I like your. I like your humor, in the Leslie Nielsen line and th- and I, I like what Joanna said and it's not only these three verses it's the next two verses too this is almost like the Abbott and Costello who is on first and when they switch from the here we get the two things is who am I and who are they to be to be freed and then we are going to switch in a minute to who are you God when he's when we already previewed uh, a Asher, uh, 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 yeah. Who, who is God? So this is all about questions. They're talking across purposes to each other, almost. But I do have a question about the Rashi, going back to the translation, that we just, uh, or the, 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 the words of Rashi. Rashi is saying, When you said, who am I, that you're sending me to, that I'm going to, to Pharaoh, ki im mi it's not she is not for you whatever the she is right ki im mi Shelly and i'm having a hard time with that
1: As because in, to
2: no the e the im right is the with right
1: uh, yeah no well, im with a with is an iron
2: oh so it's so it's okay it's
1: that ki im means like but um but rather. I, I, it's hard to, you can't translate im into English word for word. It means, but it's, a, it, it's, it's a switcheroo. It's a, but, but rather. rather It's not this, but rather that.
2: Understood. So then I'm going to ask a question, which it can't possibly be, but it's almost as if this is an answer to my question about who's freeing this, who's freeing the B'nai Yisrael. Yeah. It's almost as if this is the, the answer to the second question. It's not yeah. your job to free them. It, rather, it's my job to free them. Yeah. But I'll be with you.
1: Right. So we're we're going to leave it there, and yeah. um, let's remember next week that Rebecca is on because I want to give her the zakhut. The, the, speaking of meriting, of finishing this Rashi. In the chat is the, um, it's not Squad, It's the police squad. Little video of I'm a locksmith, and it's uh, it's worthy. It'll just it makes me laugh every single time. And we'll, we'll pick up on this next time. And at the end of this Rashi, (laughs) my prediction, Zelacha'od, this is your sign, is that we'll, we'll understand what Rashi is saying, but not necessarily understand the verse better, because I think he actually, um, complicates our understanding of the verse, um, rather than clarifying it. But we'll see when we get there. Um, have a great, um, Wednesday and, uh, be safe and be healthy.